I am a big supporter of protecting our privacy and our right to privacy. I think it's a scary thing when we start to whittle down our privacy and get complacent about what police forces can and cannot do. The RCMP has admitted uh, for the first time that they used a controversial piece of technology known as Stingray to capture cell phone data from, you know, people they suspect of, you know, being 'er ne'er-do-wells. However... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of suspicious about this. And I, yeah, it's nice that they admitted they're doing this, but I wanted to find out exactly how Stingray works. And to do that, we're joined by David Christopher, who works with the Open Media, which uh, is a firm that works to keep the Internet open, affordable and surveillance free. Welcome to the show, David. Uh, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. David, nice to uh, have you. And, you know, I wonder if you could first let us know a little bit about this technology. What exactly is Stingray? Uh, Stingray devices, they're about the size of a small suitcase, uh, so they're very portable, uh, and they basically, they work by capturing all uh, cell phone uh, signals uh, within a given area. It basically, it pretends to be a cell phone tower. It tricks uh, any cell phone within, say, a one kilometer radius of uh, into connecting to it. Uh, And then once that connection is made, the Stingray can actually vacuum up uh, large quantities of uh, information uh, from people's cell phones uh, and it's even capable of listening in uh, on uh, calls. So uh, yesterday's uh, admission by the RCMP that they're using these devices to collect uh, metadata and location information is really concerning because the big thing to know about stingrays is they can't be, they're not, they're not something that you target at any one uh, individual. They don't discriminate. They don't discriminate. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you, you're very uh, liable to having your personal information from your cell phone uh, captured by uh, one of these devices. Uh, that's why uh, th- this admission by the RCMP uh, is uh, well, it's, it, it's worrying. It, it also raises uh, almost more questions than it answers. You know, you brought up the uh, word worrying, and, you know, I completely agree with you, but I I had a conversation with a friend in the hallway here at work, and they said, well, I don't care, I'm not doing anything illegal, whatever, Uh, because the Mounties admit they used uh, the devices 19 times in 2006 as part of investigations. They said they only used it to identify and locate suspects' mobile devices and that they're only deployed for a short period of time and only where there's grounds to believe that a suspect is using unknown cell phone for criminal activities. However, they also say in extreme urgent cases, uh, you know, they have to get other than in extreme urgent cases, they have to get a judge's authorization. Uh, So it leaves you to wonder what an extremely urgent case is the RCMP. Yeah, they tend to be cases where uh, it's, uh, it's genuinely urgent that they might be, you know, if it's like a kidnapping or an Amber Alert or something like that, where there's just not enough time for them to go through that. Uh, judicial uh, authorization process um, or, or, you know, even uh, sometimes it's also like non-criminal, you know, like a lost uh, a lost uh, child or something like that. Okay, well, that makes me um, feel better and it also makes yeah, me feel kind of like a jerk for even asking yeah, what an extreme uh, urgent case well, no, is. No, I mean, you're, you're quite right. I mean, asking these kind of questions is really important. I'm actually worried about the, the way in which they, they do get uh, judicial authorization uh, for using these devices for the most part, but the standard uh, of proof that they need to bring before a judge or the standard of evidence is it, really quite low. It's based on just uh, reason to suspect uh, that somebody might be involved in wrongdoing. Uh, so it's a pretty weak uh, standard uh, for the uh, deployment of, of a device that's 
uh, so invasive. Uh, and it's also, as I said, it's not just, you know, you can't just target this at one uh, individual. It actually just vacuums up information from uh, all the phones in, in a given uh, area. So, you know, I'd love to know how many, and this is something the RCMP hasn't told us, uh, how many uh, Canadians have had their uh, cell phone data captured by one of these devices over the past uh, 10 years, uh, and is any of that data uh, being retained? Um, you, you know, I, I do think we need more uh, more answers here uh, from from the RCMP, but also from the government. I think we tend to be lax where uh, it comes to rights of you know our, our rights with the use of technology in this country. It seems like everybody just looks at them as an everyday. I'm just taking pictures, but they don't understand all of your information, your contact list, in some case your your banking information, images. You know, it's all stored on that cell phone. Oh yeah, and, and this is this has been coming up in in other contexts as well. Uh, there's been a big increase, I know, at the border uh, where Canadians are getting their phones uh, basically seized and then copied uh, before being handed back. Um, there's been a big increase in that. And, and that's kind of making people realize, like, gosh, a lot of us have our whole uh, kind of lives in our phone, you know, access yeah. to all, all the emails we've ever sent for years and years. A lot of us also keep our business, you know, our professional uh, information on our phone uh, as well. So there's lots of uh, sort of sensitive uh, uh, corporate uh, uh, information on, on, on these devices as well. And that's why, you know, it's so important to be uh, aware of uh, digital privacy, uh, take sort of common sense steps to, uh, you know, uh, protect the uh, security of your communications. Um, and, and, you know, it's also really important that we put pressure on the government. Uh, you know, they passed a bill, or the, the previous government passed Bill C-51, which made our online privacy much worse. Uh, we, you know, we need to keep up the pressure, I think, on the current government to uh, get that bill uh, repealed and for, for stronger, much stronger uh, privacy safeguards that actually recognize just how invasive any kind of a search of a digital device is nowadays, now that we have so much information on them. David, I appreciate you joining us on the phone uh, to to talk about this subject today. I think it's an important one. Thank you so much. Thank you again. Cheers. Cheers. David Christopher is with Open Media Works to keep the internet open, affordable, and surveillance-free, although the RCMP might be uh, listening with the stingray. You never know. They've admitted it. Said they've only done it in Montreal and Ottawa right now.